0: Well, I was a fanatic, there's no doubt, a fanatic. My goal was to get carried out of the wrestling room because of exhaustion, and it never happened. The thing it did for me every day about six o'clock is that when I got out, I looked back in and there was nobody else there. Bottom line was, I didn't reach my goal. So guess what happened, I went back in the room again. But I got some quality time because of just some kind of a fanatic goal.
1: Welcome back to Wrestling Changed My Life. This is your host, Ryan Warner. Today's guest is Tony Ramos. Many of you know this, but Tony Ramos was an NCAA champion for the University of Iowa, multiple-time world team member, and one of the most polarizing figures in the sport in the last 10 years. We actually recorded this one a while ago. I believe it was last summer, um, yeah, last June, but it was still a great conversation. We hope you enjoy it. For past episodes, please visit WrestlingChangedMyLife.org. If you're listening to this on your iPhone, please like or subscribe on iTunes. It really helps us a lot. And without further ado, let's get into this episode with Tony Ramos. Thank you. Okay, we're live with Tony Ramos. Tony, thanks for doing this, man. I appreciate it. No, no problem at all. It's funny, man. You know, I first came in contact with you back in the IQWF days. And for those of the listeners not from Illinois, that's the, that's the middle school circuit. Uh, for Illinois youth wrestlers. And then my freshman year at Fargo, I remember having a conversation with your mom, actually in passing. And and she said something I'll I'll never forget. And I randomly think about it to this day still. But she said, yeah, Tony wants to be an NCAA and Olympic champion. Um, And at this time, you must have only been in middle school, because I'm a little bit older than you. But it (laughs) stood out to me because I'm like, shit, this kid already knows he wants to do that, and he's vocalizing these goals. Um, it just really stood out to me. So you're kind of going back to that. When did you first think, hey, this is – you know, wrestling is what I want to do. I want to be, you know, Olympic champion, a world team member, and so forth?
0: Ooh, that's uh, – you know, when I was younger, I would say maybe later middle school age, Okay. Um, you know, I already realized I was pretty good, uh, you know, and I realized that wrestling could give me some opportunities, especially, you know, going to school, going to college, getting a degree. Um, but at the same time, you know, it was something I grew up with my whole life and I knew if, you know, I was very successful in the sport, it's probably something that I could keep doing my whole life, you know, kind of like I am now into coaching and, you know running running a club or doing something with the sport um, that kind of helped mold me and roll me into who I am today and what I'm about. Yeah. And so,
1: I mean, so, I mean, for kids in other sports, maybe that's common, but I mean, at a very early age, you had goals not just to be a state champ um, or even a Fargo champ, but to, to really make a career out of the sport. Um, And I know we just wrapped wrapped up with the world team trials you're kind of just taking a step back. You've had a hell of a career, you know, spanning from high school to, to Iowa and into the international circuit. You know, what's been some of, the, some of the more fun moments or biggest takeaways
0: about the journey you've had? Oh, there's a lot. I mean, like you said, it's a long journey. There's a lot of people you meet, a lot of relationships and things like that. that um, come along the way, and, you know, there's going to be more that are still to come in the position I am. Um but you know in wrestling there's a lot of ups and downs and you know one of the the biggest things you probably never forget are the big upsets or you know the things that kind of crush you but that also creates some of the most memorable moments are you know those comebacks you make from them and you know probably one of the my first biggest moments would be uh you know sophomore year when I won my first state title you know I just remember being crushed and you know kind of my goal or dream of being a fourth time state champ uh ended you know your freshman year in the finals and that was a feeling I didn't want to feel again it kind of drove me to work harder and you know get better and yeah you know when you accomplish that goal your sophomore year winning a state championship um you know that's really one of the big moments that stands out um and then when you get into college you know three years failing at that goal being a national champ, you know, keep, keep getting better, keep climbing up that mountain, you know, one step at a time. And then, you know, fourth year winning the national title, that might've been one of the most exciting memories. Um, especially, you know, celebrating with my family and fans and the stands. Um, they've been there through the whole journey and have supported me the whole way. So it was really cool to share that moment with them immediately.
1: Yeah. And it's crazy how some of those setbacks are often a blessing in disguise. I read a quote um, by Aaron Pico after he got, after he lost in Madison Square Garden, you know, that was probably the lowest point of his life, but then he says now that, you know, he's gotten infinitely better because of that, and then, you know, kind of thinking back to your freshman year in high school, which at the time probably seemed like, you know, one of the worst moments of your life, but in reality, it, it probably drove you, um, it made you better, and then, you know, back to when your brother and you won the state title your same year, um, yeah, you know, it's probably quite a turnaround from from that freshman year. Oh yeah, I mean, it
0: it's a lot of fun. Uh, like you say, the journey. There's a lot of up and downs, but you know, those downs make you better, and they kind of really show your character how you bounce back.
1: Definitely. So let's go back to you know, you come out of high school super highly touted, you know, three time state champ. I actually just watched your finals match against John Morrison. I forgot that you guys were both returning champs that year. Um, and then so you go into Iowa, and, you know, there was certainly probably a lot of ups and downs. I remember your freshman year wrestling off against Tyler Clark, who's a good friend of mine. Um, what mm-hmm. was what was that transition like going from high school to wrestling for, for
0: Tom and Terry Brands? Um, probably one of the biggest transitions, I guess, would be – Just time management, um, holding yourself accountable. You know, as I'm a coach now, uh, one of the biggest things I see with some of these high school kids, the kids that are really good coming in, um, one of the biggest struggles is really holding yourself accountable to, you know, being on time, being ready, being prepared, but not just for wrestling, you know, for class, for, for daily life, for everything, because there is not someone there holding your hand you know, guiding you, making sure you're waking up for school, making sure you're getting to your class, to the bus on time to get to class, things like that. Um, you know, in my first year at Iowa, I struggled a little bit, uh, especially school-wise, you know, making it to class, doing the right things. Um, and that's that was probably kind of one of the biggest transitions that Tom and Terry really got on me about in the beginning was that. And it wasn't more so wrestling, it was more so, you know, doing the right things so you weren't hindering yourself from being able to compete or being able to get on the mat and practice Yeah, no, that's that's probably the hardest transition I think
1: when it's making sure everything else in life is lined up so that when it's time to go wrestle you're free of any stress you're free of anything else so you can really focus on your on your skill going into it um yeah and then you, you know one of the things you've mentioned in other interviews is you know, as you progressed throughout your college career, the pressure to win almost became so much that it made you tight. Um, you know, how do you talk about that now with your guys, you know, wrestling free and wrestling, you know, maybe fearless versus still having the pressure of winning? Cause that's something I, I know you've mentioned in a couple interviews. So how, how do you think yeah. about that now with your guys?
0: Yeah. And I think it was more so just my senior year. Um, you know, because I was trying to chase down a dream or a goal that um I knew I could do, but I also knew it was my last chance. But um I had a guy this year, Troy Heilman, uh, who was kinda of in that same position and, you know, it might not have been being a national champ, but a big thing for him was, you know, his whole goal growing up and, you know, through his college career was to be an all American. Mm-hmm. Um You know, as his senior year, as his last year, junior year, he struggled a little bit. Started coming on near the end, and uh, started to realize his potential. And I think the biggest thing, you know, as a coach, talking to your athlete or moving forward, is just keep reminding them of, you know, how did you become successful, or how did you get to where you're at now? It wasn't from, you know, just trying to win matches or wrestling tight or keeping things closer. It's from going out and you know, executing your offense or getting to your positions. You know, some guys may be wrestling at a high pace. And, you know, I just kept reminding them daily. But at the same time, I always gave them that reminder of, hey, this might not happen even if we do everything right. You know, you're not guaranteed to go and be an All-American or achieve your dream just because you're working hard or we're doing all the right things. And I want you to mentally be ready if that were to, to be the worst outcome. Because um, I'm not going to sit here and lie to a guy and tell him, hey, you're the best, you're the greatest, you're going to go and win and do this and that and build him up to a point of if he does fall short or if something crazy happens, you know, it ruins his career moving forward.
1: Yeah. Well, that seems like – something you know the concept of you know what's your definition of success right to some people it's you know winning is that but if you look at you know, legendary UCLA coach John Wooden his definition of success was did you prepare fully both mentally and physically right and if you look at mm-hmm. um, you know some of the wrestling programs you know Iowa from the outside it looks like a program that prioritizes winning a lot whereas maybe a program like Penn State or Ohio State they pride themselves on or they focus on you know, the process more so than anything else. And maybe Iowa does too. I, I don't know. But now that you've come in contact with Coleman Scott and Kenny Monday, you your perception of like what it means to be successful changed in terms of, Hey, let's just focus on the process and not the result. Um, or how, how is that, you know, how has been exposed to these other programs impacted, impacted that for you?
0: Um, you know, I, I think uh, there's a couple people that kind of have, Helped along with that, like you say, uh, you know, focused on the process and not always, you know, the wins. Uh, You know, Kenny, Kendall, Cross, uh, Coleman, you know, one of the big things they talk about, especially in the position I'm at right now is, you know, if your goal is to be an Olympic champion, um, it's a four-year cycle. And, you know, just because I didn't make the team in 2016, didn't make the team again or didn't make it in 17, didn't make it again this year in 18. You know, how am I progressing each year to really get to when it's 2020 being the best me or being, you know, the guy to go out there and make that Olympic team and win. Um, Right. You know, Coleman Scott's a great example. He, I don't know if he, I don't think he ever made a world team, you know, always second, third, um, maybe fourth at uh, the U.S. Open U.S. trials. Mm -hmm. But, When it came 2012, that Olympic year, the dude stormed through everything, uh, put himself in position to go and win a medal, and, you know, came home with bronze.
1: Yeah. Ben Askren, same thing. Never made a world team up until – he actually got fifth at the U.S. Open in in, uh, 2007, and then 2008, you know, everything just kind of came together. So, yeah, it's certainly certainly been done. And if you think about, you know, if the goal is to make a 2020 Olympic team – okay, what does that actually mean? Well, it means I have to win Final X. And then, okay, how do I get better today to move closer to winning Final X? So focusing on those steps of the process. Um, and mm-hmm. so it is making the 2020 team, is that on your radar right now?
0: You know, that's, that's what
1: the goal is
0: right now. Um, one thing that I kind of have when I first came into this is kind of going a year-by-year process um, instead of just, you know, Looking at 2020, I'm done. Um, I'm going to take it year by year. And, you know, if my body's holding up, if I'm feeling good, if I'm competing well, I'm going to keep on going with it. But in in a short end to answer that, yeah, 2020 is the goal, you know, making the Olympic team, doing things like that. Okay.
1: Yeah, I saw you rolling around with Dylan Danis. I didn't know if UFC was in your future at all, man.
0: <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, maybe working with guys and coaching. Uh, you know, my wife's not a big fan of it. I got kids. Yeah. Uh, so. I never heard you vocalize it, so I
1: didn't, I, I assumed it wasn't in your plans, but I saw that video. Uh, I don't know when that was taken. Do you know the one I'm talking about where you and Dylan Dennis mm-hmm. are rolling around? Yeah. So you know, if you think about you know, some of your, your big matches, you're obviously a competitor in every sense of the word. You, you really get up for the moment. If you're thinking about the NCAA finals, or if you're thinking about the US Open, what's going through your mind
0: five <laughs> ten minutes before a match? Um, try and stay relaxed, you know, not, uh, not winning or losing, but more or less what's kind of driving me to go out and I guess compete, you know, what are my motivators? Um, you know, doing this to for for myself, going out here to, you know, wrestle for my family, wrestle for, you know, your faith, your friends, whatever it is. But, um, the biggest thing is just staying loose, you know, keep my, my mind pretty clear. Um, big one for me is always family. He kind of relaxes me, calms me down. Um, you know, especially now just thinking about my kids, especially they're, they're there a lot and they see this kind of stuff. Um, how do I want them to see me compete? What kind of competitor I am? Uh, so, you know, those types of things go through my head. And then right before you do that, just remind myself, you know, go out there, get to your holes, get to your ties, you know, control the pace. Give yourself the best opportunities to win. And it, it's
1: something now when you talk about your kids watching you, it's, you know, it's not only how you act when you win, but also how you act when you lose. And so yeah, I just noticed this past year, especially on social media, you're just loving the process and you're super grateful for, for even the opportunity to compete. I know it didn't work out at the World Team Trials this year, but you know, just following you on social afterwards, it seems like you, know, you really are – just excited to get out there and and grateful to to still be wrestling. So that's awesome to see. Um, Yeah,
0: you could say that. But at the same time, um, you know, I can, behind the scenes or, you know, really to myself, there's no one that wants to win more than I do. And it it doesn't hurt anyone more than it hurts me. Um, I might not show it, but those things linger. You know, you can't sleep at night for a couple days, couple weeks, whatever it is. Um, You're always trying to figure out what you could have done better. Uh, so yeah, yeah it, but at the same time, I, you know, I enjoy the process. I enjoy going out and competing.
1: Yeah. Well, and wh- what's been, so you, you know, obviously were mentored and trained by Terry Brands for a long time. And then now are, now you're working with, um, Coleman Scott, you're an assistant coach out at North mm-hmm. Carolina. What's been the biggest difference between the coaching <clears throat> and the training of Terry Brands versus Coleman Scott?
0: Um, you know, it, it's tough because there are different people, there are different eyes. It's, you know, I wouldn't say it's different coaching or a different style because really when you break it down, it's pretty similar in ideas and concepts, but it might be a different way to do something or a different way to get to that area or to the goal. Um, you know, really? Because like, you with would Cole,
1: think on the outside that that Oklahoma state would be so much different than Iowa, but it's actually quite,
0: quite a bit more similar. It's similar when it is really the end result. Yeah. Um, you know, the basics to finish single leg are always going to be the same. It's just, how do you get there? One guy does it one way. One guy does it the other way. Um, and you know, so I'm kind of seeing a different perspective, I would say, you know, opening up, uh, my view of things. Um, I guess the really the biggest difference between um, Coleman and Terry is I I wouldn't even say communication is better because me and Terry had really good communication. We understood each other. But maybe a little bit more freedom. um, Just in, hey, today I'm not feeling so good or this and that. I'm going to kind of do this or, you know, I might take the day off the mat. um, You know, that kind of stuff.
1: Got it. Okay. And how do you think about, this is one of the things I've, I've always been curious of and it's, there's been a lot of people talking about it lately outside of the actual technique and skill work. How do you think about like weightlifting, cardio and diet in addition to your wrestling practices? What does that look like for you?
0: Uh, for me, you know, it's pretty important because, you know, coming down some good weight um, diets, one of the biggest things and, You know, I have a couple different kind of partners that I work with with metabolic meals who uh, pretty much ships me all my meals, you know, and I I stick pretty strict to eating those as I'm going through my training. It's gluten-free. It's it's all good, natural, whole ingredients and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So they kind of help me out on that end. At the same time with uh, max effort muscle, you know, getting my protein, um, post-workout with GTAs and glutamine and that kind of stuff. So getting those key nutrients in my body to keep the recovery going great while getting enough energy through my food to be able to go out there and train hard and, like you said, weightless. Um, You know, I try and lift two, three times a week. A big thing that I think for wrestling is there's got to be a time for putting on mass and putting on muscle. But one of the biggest things I think we forget is there's also a time for you know, muscular endurance and being able to make your muscles work for long periods of time at a high intensity or a high level. Yeah.
1: And and what is that? So is that kettlebells? Is that a CrossFit style circuit workout? I mean, I think it's changed a lot. Um, I don't. We were doing it. But. Yeah.
0: I'm not really big into, you know, kind of CrossFit stuff. I would say it's more of high reps, supersets. Um, you know starting with heavy weights, really getting a burn and then going and pushing yourself on a superset with some lighter weights, you know, things like that where you're really exhausting your muscles, but at the same time, you know, you can kind of push through it um and build that endurance into them too.
1: You know, so take us through if you're in uh if you're in a six week camp to get ready for the US Open and you know, kind of ignoring your coaching duties. Like what is a day in the life like for you? I mean when do you wake up? What do you do during your downtime? How many times a day do you work out? What is that
0: what is that training look like? For me, it's you know pretty similar almost every day. Uh, I usually get up around seven, seven thirty. I'll if my kids are up, I'll go and get them ready, start getting them breakfast. My wife will come down, I'll head out. I'll go in, in the morning and depending on the day, it'll either be, you know, just sauna in the morning, get a good sweat, or, you know, some days it's come in and get a bite cardio workout in, a little bit of some strength training, and then uh, I'll I'll go home after that, relax, eat some lunch, come back in for workout around 3:30, and depending on what you know phase we're in, it's either going to be a hard wrestling workout, or as we start getting closer, it's going to be you know some short time goes, or a week out might even be just a quick drill off the mat, um, work on your weight, you know weight control, weight management. Um, head home, eat some dinner, hang out with my kids, put them down. And then, you know, at nighttime, depending on where my weight's at, it might just be taking a nice hot bath, uh, relaxing my muscles, cooling, you know, burning some calories that way, or, you know, going back in and getting a run or a jog to keep working on that weight management, build that shape and conditioning. So you might even do three a day when you're trying to, trying to get those last it, pounds off. Uh, near the end, it's, if it is three a day, it's lighter, but it's usually yeah. three a day almost every day.
1: No kidding. Damn, that's intense. Well, so now you're in, now you're, you know, as much a coach as you are a competitor. I'd love to know, what's it like going on the recruiting trail, talking to the wrestlers? You know, is it tough to understand, like, which ones are being genuine, which ones are being authentic? Um, just what's that experience like
0: being on the recruiting trail for the past couple of years? So for me, I'm uh, still being volunteer assistant, really the only Recruiting I can do on campus, but I still get experience with it when the kids come in for their visits or when they're here for their officials. Um, Like you said, it's really hard to kind of read some of the kids. Um, You know, there's been times when we thought we might have someone or we have someone that's really interested, and you just kind of get thrown for a loop. Uh, Some of these kids, I feel like even though they're coming to visit, their minds are already made up. Uh, kind of which route they want to go before they get here. Yeah. And, you know, it's going to be hard to sell them. Um, the biggest thing with recruiting is you need to start building relationships with these kids kind of pretty early, uh, right from day one, and stay on them, keep on them, you know, keep reminding them why this school is good for them, not really why you're better, but what you can do for them and what's best for them. Yeah. Well, and having
1: that, you know, Oklahoma State and Iowa – melting pot there I would think that'd be a huge advantage and plus you know the east coast is I mean the southeast is really starting to come up a little bit I mean traditionally it's been the midwest and the east coast so um, what do you think Mm -hmm. what do you if you had to tell a kid you know what do you think is most important to them on their when they're picking a college is it yeah I know you said what's best for them but is it you know hey is it workout partners is it the team can win a national title is it you know, what coach is most aligned in my weight. What are some of the things that are most that you think should be most important to the wrestlers when they're picking colleges?
0: Um, well, for kids, I think, you know, what's their goals? Is it being all American, is being national champions, is to go on, you know, just kind of wrestle through college and get a great degree. Um and that's the hard part to figure out first. And once we figure that out, you know, if it's a guy who's wants to be in a great program that when they get out of here, they're going to have great connections and, you know, their degree's going to mean something. We're, we're right up there at the top for them. You know, a degree from here, uh, university of North Carolina is almost up there with Ivy league. It's outstanding. It means a lot. You know, there's a lot of networking opportunities we have. Um, and at yep. the same time, at the same time, we, uh, or a program that's, you know, on the rise in an area that's on the rise. So if you are interested in building something special, you know, being possibly being a part of something that, like you said, is new and is upcoming, you know, that's another great reason why to come here. Um, you know, NC state down the road, they're wrestling great. We're wrestling great. The state's starting to come around to wrestling. You know, it's exciting. There's a lot of talk, um, but I think one of the bad ones is, you know, I just want to be on a national championship team because really if you get the right guys with the right mindset who want to be individual national champs, that team title is going to come. Um, so I think you need to look at your workout partners, your coaches, uh, the school environment, what can the school do for me afterwards? You know, more so before I want to be on a national championship team or something like that. Yep.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Um, well, with the with the time we have left here, Tony, I wanted to shift into a few rapid fire questions. If that's okay with you. Yep. Cool. So, this one's near and dear to me. Um, I know you went to high school in Illinois, but you wrestled in Iowa. Which state has better high school wrestling, Illinois or Iowa? Illinois.
0: Amen, baby. Amen. Okay. That, that's my. That's uh. I'm always gonna stick to my homegrown. You know, got my ties there, got some great wrestling there, great clubs. You know, look what they do at the uh, cadet, schoolboy level, junior level, all that. Yeah. Fargo domination,
1: for those of you who haven't been following lately. You know, last one here is, what what have you taken away most from the sport of wrestling? What's it taught you, and and how do you carry that with you every day?
0: Uh, To keep working towards something, you know, even if you get sidetracked or if it's not going the right way. You know, if you stick with it and keep working hard and keep the right mind, uh, keep the right focus and put the right energy into it, you can make it possible.
1: Absolutely, man. Yeah, I mean, that persistence, it's just something that only wrestling can, I mean, in my opinion, really only wrestling can can distill. I mean, other sports can do it, but it's just such a a lonely uh, journey or lonely battle at times. And, you know, once you get out in the real world, you know, as you know now, it's, you know, wrestling mirrors life in a lot of ways. So um, I think you're spot on there. I guess th- this is my last question here is what would be your dream head coaching job put you on the spot here?
0: Dream head job? Yeah. Um, people ask me this a lot and I'm probably going to throw some people through a loop with it. Uh, I want to get back kind of close to home. Uh, I like Madison a lot. I like Chicago a lot. Um, so that kind of gives away two places without saying names. Yep, yep, yep. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> I've, heard the, but, I've heard the latter a couple times, and I was shocked to hear that you wanted to maybe go there never even considered that. But okay. Um, those yeah, two, so, anything else?
0: so those two are really big on my radar. Um, obviously, I would love to go back to Iowa possibly at some point and, you yep. know, maybe take over that program. But we'll see what happens. But I know if one of those other two – kind of came knocking on the door at the right time with, you know, the right offer. Um, it almost be a no brainer. You know, I'm from the Midwest, my wife's from the Midwest. We love this city of Chicago. Um, so it's it's a pretty easy one.
1: Yeah. And that, that's where I'm at now. It's a beautiful summer day here in Chicago. We know how nasty the winters can be, but man, the summers are here. Yeah. They're awesome, man. So um well tony i really appreciate your time man it's been real fun to talk to you especially for someone who's watched you from afar for a number of years um, and we're we're rooting for it man and pulling for us so we hope wish you the best of luck and i just want to thank you for taking some time this morning no problem thank you take care man you too Bye. that's the end of this episode but definitely not the end of the show for more episodes please go to wrestlingchangemylife.org Subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a star rating. Show the love, baby. Show the love. Thank you so much. We'll see you again soon. Peace.